0: Hey everybody, welcome to Living Word Family Podcast. I am Pastor Scott Millis and I'm here in the studio with, as always, Matt Kreider, our youth director and tech guru, and Zach Bensel, who's stuffing his (laughs) mouth with something right now. Good to have you here, guys. This is my lunch.
1: And as far as intros go, that was pretty weak, I have to be honest. It was a solid, wow. solid seven. It a, a seven. What was Come the whole on. point of doing the different intros thing? Was not, to be what's fun, the I point thought, of a right?
0: ten intro when we've got a seven show? <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> Where's the burger from? Where's the burger from there, Seth? Uh Dairy Queen. Is it good? Uh, It's Dairy Queen. Just you, a plain hamburger? Cheeseburger? What'd you get?
1: Give us the full details. Sket. All right, so this is what we got. We got two patties.
0: (laughs) Oh, it's a double cheeseburger. We have two patties gently placed between a whole wheat bun. (laughs) That's not a whole wheat bun. That's
1: not a whole wheat bun.
0: A medium wheat bun. Don't try to make yourself sound healthy. Um... (laughs) with, with mustard,
1: ketchup, and I believe it was just one pickle and I think mm. I just ate that pickle. So You like I you like pickles? No pickles. Yeah. I always have to take the pickles off if oh I forget my. to ask for without it. I don't You know what? Ash and I are we are just a perfect match because I take the pickles off and she likes pickles so she'll she takes care of it. So I Like Jack Sprat. It's all good. <laughs> well, not exactly, but okay. Mm-hmm. I won't tell her you said that. For those of you that know the Jack Spratt poem. Um, uh, that would be on you. Nursery rhyme. Um, it's hilarious that you're having you brought Dairy Queen into the you know, our professional studios today because I actually met some students at Dairy Queen today and I had Dairy Queen for lunch also. Nice. I had the new Kansas City barbecue bacon cheeseburger. Oh, was that good? It was pretty good. Yeah. I mean technically just a bacon cheeseburger with yeah. <laughs> where they, they put the barbecue sauce on for you. Hmm. So not a whole lot different than what I normally get, actually. <laughs> I just put the barbecue on myself. So this time they took the extra step and did it, which is wow. exciting. Yeah, wow. it was good. It was very good. But you're in here eating the, as we were doing sound check, chewing the your sandwich right into the microphone just grates on me. Does that grate on
0: anybody else? It just makes me hungry. Seriously? Yeah. It
1: makes me, like, nauseous no. just hearing that. Chewing so loud. Oh, man. Yeah, got any of that
0: cheeseburger left? I'm <laughs> still kind of hungry. <laughs> I thought, you know, you mentioned, I thought this was, I thought what you were segueing into here was something spiritual about the time you spent with the uh, youth, but you just were going to talk about your Kansas City bacon.
1: Well, no, I was going to talk. Yeah, I mean,
0: you. oh, gotcha. Huh? What?
1: <laughs> you just keep right on eating there. <laughs> just don't <laughs> chew into the microphone. Uh, no, I had a, no, I had a good lunch meeting. Good i mean i won't I won't give the names of the no, students or whatever, was... but we had some pretty decent conversation i mean it was it was pretty good in case they happened to listen to the podcast, right, which the odds are fairly slim, but in case they happen to listen to the podcast, you know I won't go into too much detail. we just kind of asked how their day was going and kind of catching up with them right and stuff on. like that, so so it was pretty good. I like to try to do that every so
0: often, yeah, cool, good plan, yeah, yeah.
1: so as a okay. matter of fact, talk to one of the uh, parents of another student, um, they don't go to school here in town. It's a little bit harder for me to get outside of St. Joe for lunch. Just, you know, takes a little bit more planning and preparation with the schedule and stuff. But not that it's a huge deal. But anyway, got a hold of another parent and said, hey, you know, would your student like to, you know, grab some lunch? Or would I be able to go to the school there? And it's a school that I haven't been to for lunch in a very long time, if at all. I'm trying to remember back when this particular student's sibling was in youth group uh, and see if, okay, did I go there for lunch? Or was it like a sporting activity? I'm trying to remember the layout of the school and what they, you know, cuz some schools have different rules as far right. as you know, you can come in for lunch but you've got to check in with the office or no you right. can't. In this particular yeah. school, I guess fairly recently, does not allow people to come in to lunch with the students anymore. Mm. And so I'm like, well, shoot. So we're gonna. I'm just gonna pick them up after school, pick him up after school, and we'll grab some ice cream, and I'll take Ooh, him home okay. or something. I mean, so that's. I mean, that's it's it's fine, but oh, yeah. it's just kind of nice to go in the school and sit and hang out, and yeah. this forces that student to admit to their friends they go to church. Right, <laughs> right. There you go. <laughs> and get some that's good, exactly right. Yeah. So get some. Who was that? Who was that dude you're eating with? Oh, that's my youth pastor.
0: <laughs> it's some dude who showed up. <laughs> Did you do a lot of uh, a lot of like school lunch visits when you were? Youth I, I have to define a lot. I did it on a mm-hmm. – we'd try to I, – I rarely met, like, one-on-one right. with students, but it would be like, hey, I'm going to show up at the school with pizza or yeah. cheeseburgers or yeah. something. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, which I've done before too, but it, I like sometimes – I don't – on occasion I'll do the one-on-one if it's a guy obviously yeah, yeah. um but if it's anybody else it'll typically be at the school or with a group right, or whatever right. so which I've done I've done it at the middle school the high school uh just kind of try to make my rounds as best no, good. as best it's I good. can so
0: I bet it is not as many hoops to jump through when you were doing it probably you know I remember once we uh actually did a thing with the with two other two other youth leaders here in town where we were going to take pizzas into our kids and we're going to do like the churches get together and have you know pizza the high school was no problem at all but to do it at the grade school or the The middle school junior high at the time which they didn't have the middle school
1: oh uh, that's true
0: we had to feed everybody we had to offer pizza to everybody in the class which we did we had it you know we just kind of pooled our resources and brought a stack of pizzas there how'd that work out wow. yeah, it worked out all right you now we did it once you know it tells did you, it
1: have did, did it meet of your intended consequence like well, your intended i should consequence not the right word intended goals like yeah fe- hanging out you with know, the kids fellowship
0: You yeah, have people see us and everything and just kind of chat with our kids yeah. you know that was the main thing uh mm-hmm. we probably could have made a little more of it hey look this is what we were willing to invest just to spend lunch with you right but you know it was good it was that's
1: good. good that's that's well, cool so that was originally what I wanted to do with this student outside of town. Um, I had I kind of joked around because it was his birthday on Wednesday night. I uh, totally forgot to mention it on youth group. So I was going to joke around with him and say, hey, I'll bring you and your entire class pizza. Because I had, I've hadn't i never done lunch with him before, like I said, because he's outside of town. And uh, so I'm like, oh, I'll just bring his whole class pizza because it's a smaller high school. Right. And so I figured his whole class, maybe, I'm guessing 30, 40 kids. So what is that, 10 pizzas or something? I mean, it's just right. not a ton, right? Right and so i figured hey that's doable i can probably do that once not a big deal so then his mom messaged me back yeah he has got about 60 or 80 kids i'm like yeah probably not going to do that that's going to be a little bit more than i intended so so yeah anyway and and was a moot point anyway because they don't let people bring in food oh, she's they like don't. the office said you could you know he could pick up the food at the office take it back with him well that kind of defeats the yeah, purpose right. so which it's she knew about the food, right. but uh yeah so it's not about the food it's about the fellowship and getting together with them. so anyway but uh that was quite a quite a long yeah. tangent on yeah. that but so yeah i enjoy doing that that's one of the fun perks of my yeah job so yeah.
0: i agree cool so yeah speaking of pizza in the junior high you guys see what's going on in jerusalem today <laughs> <laughs>
1: That was the worst segue ever. Ah, Junior high,
0: Jerusalem. Mm, J. There you go. Jesus. Jesus, yeah.
1: And you totally... You totally jump. We were going to finish off the show with something serious and spiritual, and here you are just jumping right into it. So like, sure hope you have a
0: whole lot to talk about. Well, you know, it's a, it's a pretty big deal. You know, you're uh, listening to this podcast whenever you're listening to it, but it's happening on the 70th anniversary yeah. of uh, Israeli statehood, uh, 1948. Also... Uh, what's in the news is Jerusalem being recognized by the United States, at least, as the legitimate capital of Israel. You know, yeah. their embassies and offices have, al- have been for the last several years through the United Nations in Tel Aviv. But Jerusalem has always really been considered the legitimate capital of Israel. But because of the dispute over who owns the city, who owns the land, who owns the Temple Mount, etc., uh, it's always been a matter of diplomacy to just... Well, we're not, we're not going to say, uh, Israel claims it, others claim it. And, uh, it's a, it's a huge deal to have it officially recognized by the United States. And I think it's a good move. I think it's a good thing. Uh, obviously tensions have increased over there and I'm not a fan of, you know, Hey, listen, listen. I am not the guy who says, hey, look, who cares about all the attention and everything? Bring on the war, because that means the end of the world and Jesus is coming back. That's not supposed to be our attitude. <laughs> right, right. Uh, fact is, though, that whenever anything of consequence happens in that part of the world, it really should get our attention yeah, because very true. there very are true. prophecies. All right, now what, what specific prophecy does this fulfill? I don't know. I don't know if it does. And let me say right now, Uh, before we continue with the rest of this discussion because there are a few things to talk about. I am not... An expert on eschatology, I, last days revelation. What you
1: got your degree in? Am I mistaken about that? <laughs> <laughs> what is this degree Damn. you speak? We of? really need to
0: have Jeff Canfield on here. We really Ooh, should. Um, that, well, that is an outstanding idea. I yeah. absolutely think we should do that. In fact, uh, I've already spoken to him about, and this is this is months down the road because we're we're miles away from there. But right. when we get into Revelation, I am going to have him come in oh, and do his last cool. days talk again. That was I only caught, uh, I think, just one of the three meetings he conducted a few years ago. I was yeah. still in farmer city at the time, but wow, that's right. Really Those were very good. Clear. They were good very and well just good. very much up on that stuff. So it'd be fun to have him in the, do the podcast with us. Yeah. Um, but let's, if, if, if I can ramble just for a little bit here, let me tell you about a little bit about my experience and my interest in the last days, because it goes back to some of my earliest times as a Christian. When, uh, when my parents, uh, attended rhema so i was a freshman in high school i'd been saved for a couple of years at this point and i had a friend down there whose mom was very much into the last days and she was explaining this stuff to me now uh, let me say right off the bat that a lot of the stuff she was telling me was absolutely her interpretation or her parroting somebody else's interpretation it was not scripture it was Taking certain elements of scripture and saying, this is what that means, but I'm 14 years old, I'm being spoon-fed this stuff, and I have no reason to question it. And one of the things she pointed out was uh, Jesus saying... Watched, uh and I'm, I'm paraphrasing Matthew 24, the Olivet Discourse, when when Jesus is talking about the last days. Matthew 24 is one of the most important passages in the New Testament about the last days, all right? Yeah. And this is Jesus himself talking about things like the destruction of the temple. And uh, when he mentions the budding of the fig tree, he says, oh, you, when you see the budding of the fig tree, you know that summer is near. And she said, You know, he said that the generation that sees the budding of the fig tree would not pass before he comes back. Well, that's not exactly what he said. It's not really what he said at all. But he does mention the budding of the fig tree. He does mention his return. And she says every time you the fig tree always represents Israel. Well, not in every single episode of every time you see a fig tree mentioned in the Bible doesn't necessarily represent Israel. But her point was that what Jesus was saying was when Israel becomes a state again, that's the generation that is going to experience the rapture. And since a generation is 40 years, again, there's nothing in the Bible that says that, that we could count 40 years from 1948, which is, can you do your math? 1988. Uh, 88, 88, yep. And then you subtract seven years for the tribulation, and that gives you a date of 1981 for the rapture.
1: That's when I was born. Huh? Has anything to do with that?
0: Huh? Maybe. <laughs> wow. Is your real name Matt? <laughs> anyway, Anyway, she got more specific. She said, Remember what the angel said when Christ ascended. He said, uh, You know, why are staring up into the heavens? This Jesus is going to come back the same way he went up. And she said, What does that mean? How did he go up? He resurrected on Easter Sunday he rose from the dead and then 40 days later he ascended so 40 days after Easter 1981 is the date of the rapture yeah and i had no reason to disbelieve that what what year was this then this would have you? been in 79 yeah 7879 yeah. yeah so and that still seemed like a long way away. Right. Right. Okay. You know, three years is a you know two or three years is a long time when you're that young. All right. Yeah. But uh, I tell you what, this is this is embarrassing, but it's funny. So I'll share it. I didn't take the ACT my junior year <laughs> because I thought, what's the point in wasting a Saturday? Yeah. when Jesus is going to come back before I finish high school. That's hilarious. Oh what I'd like That's to so know is what you
1: actually spent that Saturday doing.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I would like to know that too because I have no idea, no specific recollection. I was probably working at the IGA. Uh, time oh, is so short. Yeah, I, I should have been preaching the, the gospel, right?
1: Time is so short. We could be we could be raptured any minute. So what am I going to do with my Saturday? I'm not taking a test. What I will, will I do? I'm going to ride my bike with my friends. Oh, like, right. What do you right. My no. Gosh. No. For me, it, would, it so would probably funny. seriously
0: probably would have been working at the IGA, making a little more money. Which again, if, if my concern is Jesus <laughs> right. coming back, why? Right. Why, if, why wasn't I preaching the <laughs> oh, gospel? Guys, that's, that's the thing. Funny. That's I, good. I say all that. So it, it, I look back and that was a silly thing. All right. It's way too specific, and I didn't know enough to ask specific questions. It just made sense to me. But what? everybody in my small circle there seemed to be experiencing was this sense of urgency that this really maybe we can't nail down the date but we know this is right around the corner yeah. and that did fuel our evangelistic fervor right you understand now i'm not i'm not advocating deceit as a method of motivating people but the fact is we are 30 years closer to that event than we were when i right 40 years closer to that. Now, event.
1: Do you think with all the different, cause just even in my lifetime, which, or since I've been paying attention, which obviously is less than yeah. my lifetime, you probably heard a dozen or better things of sure. here's such and such a date and such and such a date. And these Colts fly by night Colts would be yeah. committing suicide. I mean, just all this craziness you hear on the news, but yep. people given these dates and then always fall flat. Always. Yeah. Because Jesus says, you will not know the time and the hour. Like, that's only for my father to know. Right. So do you think as a result of all these people calling these things out and being so flat wrong that people are just kind of like, whatever, they kind of dismiss it all The boy who cried wolf. Absolutely. Yeah. How many yeah. times
0: have we heard this? You know, there was a tract, you guys are too young to remember, but maybe you've heard of it. There was a very, very popular tract that came out uh, that was called 88 Reasons Why Jesus is Coming Back in 1988. And then he didn't come back in 1988. And the very next year, the same guy put out a track saying 89 reasons why he's coming back in 89, which included, look, here's here's what I missed. Here's why I missed it. I was a year off, and now I know why. And now to his credit, if I remember right, he either he, – he didn't get rich off this. I mean, an unbelievable number of these tracks were sold. But he – did something with that money that was either that was it was quite honorable. You know, it's not like he got rich off this. He just he just owned it. Said yeah, I missed it, and uh, but his heart was in the right place. Uh, but you're right when people make these specific predictions. Now, of course, when you got these crazy groups like the Heaven's Gate people yeah. and you know committing suicide and and this sort of thing, or Christians who uh, and I don't know if there's any. Uh, there probably are. I just don't know of any concrete uh, evidence of of people. Hey, Jesus is coming back next week, so I'm going to jack my credit card up to the limit and and do all these irresponsible things. Uh, sell everything, buy what I want, do what I want, because I'm not going to have to suffer any consequences for it. It's ridiculous. Again, I don't know how widespread any of that stuff was, but these kind of things, you hear about them. And it's a violation of what Jesus said occupy until I come, not until when you think I'm coming, not right. until when the prof, your, your personal prophet says I'm coming, till I'm back. You continue to live in this world. And the implication there is we live responsibly, we live right. as good stewards. Yeah. But there still should be that sense of urgency. Yeah. Right. It's kind of like you, you're kind of joking what did you do with that Saturday? Well, If my sense was Jesus is coming back, what should I have been doing with my free time? What should I be doing with my free time now? We really should be taking every opportunity to preach the gospel because he he is coming back. Um, So I I do. I get excited about things like today, uh, what's going on over there in Israel. Does that mean that Jesus is coming back tomorrow? No. Can I name a specific prophecy this fulfills? No, I can't. But it's It's obviously the kind of thing that gets the attention of the world. Right. Right. I think some of
1: the some of the and again, I'm no end times expert either, but I think you see when some of the uh, prophecies are mentioned and some of these things in in the word, a lot of them don't speak of a specific time, obviously, but seasons, seasons, Mm -hmm. seasons, which is obviously a lot more general, right? But you can still recognize the season. That's right. it. We recognize spring is here, which we right. didn't really have one this year. But we recognize spring is here because the weather changes. The the birds, you know, certain uh, in our area, you know, robins come out. So right. I, whenever I see the first Every robin, turns I know. Green, right. Yeah, you know, stuff. So we know the seasons. Mm. You know, now I granted we have spring as a specific date on the calendar right. for whatever reason. But, you know, can you – as far as weather-wise, can you say, okay, here's the date spring's going to happen? You don't know. No. Right. But you know when you start seeing the weather, you know, the temperature, yeah. average yeah. change, all Th- that and stuff. And not
0: only that, you know, the, the, I've joked about it from the pulpit. You know, my in, – in terms of temperature, you know, I prefer winter to summer. Right. I like cold weather. So. When spring gets here, what do I know? I, it, it means warmer weather is coming. No matter how pleasant spring is, I know that between me and the next winter is some hot weather. Right. Right? <laughs> right. Uh, and likewise, when things begin to get cooler, it's just a matter of time before things snow. Do I know when the first snow is going to be? No, I do not. Do I know when the first below zero day? No. Do I know cold weather's coming? Yeah, I do. And that is exactly what yeah. Jesus was right. saying. Yeah. You know summer is near. Yeah. You're not talking about a particular date. You just know things are moving that direction. Yeah. yeah.
1: As a matter of fact, he even rebuked some of his followers for not recognizing. Yeah. He said, okay, so you can you know when rain's coming by this in the sky or by that, and yet you don't know the day and the hour in which we're in. Yeah, you like can't the recognize, season recognize that we're in. the seasons right. spiritually. Right. right. And right. that's I just think that's fascinating. So clearly... His desire is for us to recognize what's going on around us. Right. What's happening in the world around us. And I'm thinking when you were talking about uh, what did I do with my Saturday? You know, yeah. type of thing. I think sometimes people think this either or kind of thing. I can either share the gospel or I can live my life. I think you can do both. You can do right. both, you know. You live your life and you share the gospel while you're living your life. Live the and, gospel. Yeah, yeah. live the gospel, there you preach go. the gospel. Uh uh, who was it? Was it Nehemiah that built the wall? Mm-hmm. So when he came back, he built the wall. And what were they doing? While they were building the wall, while they were doing their duty, they had a sword. In they their were hand. ready. They had yep. a sword in yeah. one hand, trowel in the trowel in the other, building the wall. So while you're going about your daily life, you're essentially yeah. having a trowel. You're doing your, you know, you're going to work. You're raising your kids. You're taking care of your home. You're, you yep. know, whatever. Uh, you know, building relationships. You're yep. doing the day in and day out stuff of your life, right? right? And then, with the other hand, we always should be ready with this with a sword. Yeah. Not necessarily as Nehemiah, we're ready. For, well, maybe that too, ready for an right. attack. But you know what I mean. But the, what's the sword representing? The gospel is the sword of truth. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's good. So we have the truth of God's word in our mouths, sp- ready to go. The Spirit, the while God, we're right. living our life, we can do both. Right. You know. Yeah. That's so. right.
0: Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. In Jerusalem today, we've got this uh, thing going on, and uh, I don't know when the dedication is. Do you? It, I think it was this I think morning. I it okay. was this morning. Yeah. There was, uh, I'll bring this up. I don't like to get super political on these things. It's a little bit dangerous. not right. trying to make anybody mad. But there was an interesting headline that uh, uh, Mitt Romney was objecting to uh, dedication prayer being delivered by a particular pastor because this pastor, according to Romney, was... A religious bigot, and he labeled him a religious bigot. what Romney did because Romney's a Mormon, and this this Baptist pastor has labeled Mormonism as a cult and uh and then Romney I, I believe you know this is this yeah, it's politics, and he's a right. politician. I like the guy from what I've seen personally. Uh, I think he's a nice guy, but that's not what this is about. This is about truth from my perspective. He's saying he should not be delivering that prayer because of his religious bigotry for what he said about Mormonism and for what he said about Jews and Muslims, saying that they're not saved. And, and you know, the tone of the article was, how dare he? We need somebody who's a little more open-minded to deliver this prayer. Well, there's a couple of questions I want to ask. But the, the first one is, what does Romney as a Mormon believe about Islam? Right. Or, or Judaism, for that matter. They claim to be Christians. Mormons are famous. They are famously evangelistic, mission oriented. I guarantee you, Romney himself served a two year mission as a Mormon, going door. What was he preaching? Well, Who is he trying to convert? Uh, is he just going to door to door uh, to congratulate people for believing what they believe? Right. Obviously, he has some concept of truth. Uh, but again, it's a it's a symptom of this greater uh, disease, which. Which, which dictates, I think, that you can believe what you want to believe. Right. Just don't try to bring that into the yeah, right. quote-unquote right, real world. Right. Well, yeah. what good are your beliefs? You know, it's, you're basically condemning this guy for actually trying to pray and live and speak as somebody who really does believe this stuff. Right. Uh, does Romney not really believe that stuff? I don't know. It's, it's such a bizarre thing, and yet it's such a common thing. Uh, oh, you believe what you want, but but keep it in church. Well, if it does, if I can't let it affect my real life, my real opinions, right. even in the political arena, uh, arena, it's no good. It's it's worthless. So again, and I'm not defending this pastor. I know very very little about him. I've seen just little clips of him doing some debate stuff. Uh, Robert Jeffers is his name, uh, and and seems like a decent guy. And I think he's there at Trump's request. So, you know, John Hagee, I think, is is delivering another. Uh, uh, prayer at the end of this thing, and, and I guarantee you he'll, he says the same thing yeah, or believes the same yeah. thing. And, and these John guys Hatton's, aren't going to get up there to pray; They're not there to preach. They're not there uh, to give a speech. They're there to pray. Right.
1: Uh, right. Right. Exactly. Mm. And when it all comes down to it, this is the dedication of the American embassy, right. Right. which American is why embassy. there's not... Well, and there I guess maybe there there could be, I suppose, a rabbi that does something, and because they're in Israel, they're in Jerusalem, right. I don't know, but it's why these pastors are coming up and giving the prayers and convocations, all right. this stuff, because it's an American embassy and, That's right. you know, so yeah. essentially a Christian nation, or we were founded that way anyway. So, mm-hmm. but yeah.
0: so Net- Netanyahu on the radio today say God bless the United States of America. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what his particular, um, view would be on this pastor, but I know he's excited about this and I don't particularly think that Netanyahu himself is, uh, overtly religious to you, no right. but, I admire the family oh well, yeah, yeah absolutely,
1: yeah. and you gotta I mean say what you want about it, you gotta admire his strength and his grit, the oh, way yeah. he's i mean he's he's constantly out there, yeah, oh, uh, yeah. fighting for Israel, and like yep. really you know uh, I, speaking talked, up for Israel, and I don't yeah. know if you've ever seen any of their videos and stuff mm-hmm. uh, I've checked them out on Facebook, but the Israeli defense forces. Uh, It's it's, it's, it's actually not to be pedantic
0: here. It's actually Israel Defense Forces.
1: Israel Defense Forces. Sorry, IDF. uh, Yeah, but they post a lot of stuff, and man, these people are—they—they mean business. These are serious. And
0: and Netanyahu was—he's the real deal. He's been there and done that. He was with their—you know—what would sort of be the equivalent of the of the Israel version, Israeli version of the Navy SEALs or Delta Force, you know, very special ops kind of guy. Uh, And his brother, both of his brothers, did and uh, I'll, I'll share this with you. One of the books that really got me interested in Israel, I'll go back to the first one in a minute. I'll kind of approach these backward. But one of them was a book, is a book called Self-Portrait of a Hero, which is a collection of the letters written by John, uh, Jonathan Netanyahu, who is uh, Bibi's older brother. Uh, he was a, uh, it, these letters begin, actually his family was living in the United States while his father was uh, doing some research for the uh, Jewish encyclopedia. And uh, so he was a senior in high school when these letters start, and it tracks his, he was a prolific letter writer. So we see his whole military career in letters, and it's divided up into sections between the wars and things like that, and edited by Benjamin and his brother Ido, and fascinating look at Israel as a whole and, and the Israeli military Specifically, And you see the stuff he went through, the training and the battles and everything else. And then if wow. you go back, you can follow it up like I did and read about uh, these other two, especially Bibi and, and his career. And you wonder what would have become of Jonathan. Jonathan famously died at the Entebbe raid, which, which is still considered a textbook military operation, the rescue of uh, uh, Jewish uh, passengers from uh, the airport there in Uganda. They were They were hijacked. Um, by a Palestinian organization who are demanding the release of some prisoners and the uh, United Nations and everybody else was telling them, yeah, you, you can let your, you can let them die or you can cave into their demands. That's all you can do. And and all the while they're planning a rescue operation that went off almost perfectly. The only casualty uh, from the uh, the people who did the raid was the ground commander Netanyahu himself. He died tragically at age 30. But anyway, fascinating book. I, I, I just did a little quick review there because I recommend it, uh, yeah. especially for young men. This is a great book to read. It'll inspire all, you to do great things. It's on my to-read list. Good. It is. Yeah. Good. Yeah, check it out. And uh, I, uh, I've, had, I've gone through a couple copies. I lend them out and don't get them back. And I ordered a copy off of Amazon uh, a year or two ago. Uh, paid three bucks for it. And the copy I got actually is autographed. By Benjamin Netanyahu. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't wow. know. Wow. It's, it's a, a prized possession. Anyway. Can I, borrow, book. can I borrow
1: that? <laughs> no. I, yes, I, but
0: I will order you a copy to borrow. Yeah. Uh, there's another book that uh, that I read, but you know we're getting short on time now, and there's some other things we want to talk about. So uh, tell you what, let's wrap it up for this particular episode. I want to thank you, uh, thank Aww, you all for listening. But I, I know I feel like I kind of dominated the conversation today. <laughs> no, that's. Really will we'll continue on here. Hey, uh, thanks for listening. Join us next time. Be blessed. We'll be back soon with another episode of the Living Word Family Podcast. See you, everybody.